0: Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Duane.
1: Hey, Sebastian, what's going on? You got a tournament this weekend, right?
0: Uh, I don't have a tournament, but I do have a couple games. A couple games, sorry. Yeah, so our Summer Select Program, our Diamond Summer Select Program, uh, our 2011, 2012, 2013 group, like the combining group, we're playing against Lancaster Inferno tomorrow in Lancaster. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, we're really excited about it. It'll be. Um, it'll be a fun it'll be a fun day you know the kids are excited they got their jerseys they're they're ready to go so looking looking forward to looking forward to that experience looking forward just to get back in the field and coaching and by coaching i mean sitting in my brand new chair and letting the kids play sitting in the brand new chair that's right i got one of those like little like chairs we talked about where they're like kind of like the bucket seats um it is lower to the ground than I expected it to be, so I'm glad my ankle's healthy. Because <laughs> if not, I would be I would be slightly scared of getting out. Low riders, low ride chair. Uh, so yeah, so no, excited excited for that. Um, looking forward to looking forward to the day. there should be a should be a nice, not super hot morning for the two games that we have. Um, so yeah, we wrapped up that program. Super positive feedback from the from the players and the parents um some teams started training this week which is nice i i had a session with the 2012 team that i'm coaching next year um yeah so far so far the summer is good excited for kind of the week off next week to to not really do much i know you're still training but um everybody else is kind of a little lighter next week and we got beach training next saturday so we're going to the beach next saturday um we haven't done this and you haven't been a part of this yet either we haven't done beach training in probably f- for three years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's I been a know, while. I've never been
1: a part of it, but yeah, it's been a
0: while. yeah, no, it's it's been it's been know. it's been a couple of years. Um, even the year before COVID, we we didn't do it because we, we got rained out. So, uh, but yeah, we we had done it before with our older girls, and this is the the first year we're we're kind of bringing everybody together. Um, you know, we'll we'll do some training. We'll do some some speed and agility, some um some strength and conditioning stuff. We will do some technical stuff on the beach, uh, get some ball control, you know, using using your actual foot on the ball. Legitimate leg, literally foot on the ball. Um, which that to me, that's the best way to to realize that you should not kick a ball with your toes. It's the quickest way to realize that. Right uh, quick. Yeah, you'll find out. But um, and then we'll play and then just kind of end the day with with some fun and we we'll, we're gonna do some team building activities for the groups. We'll we'll do some some fun games, some competitions and things like that. So it'll be it'll be a good time. I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, and whoever wins the competition, you know, I'll be fishing, so someone's actively fishing. And that way, whoever wins can hold the fish. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're on the drive-on beach, right? Gotta actively fish. We're where? We're, aren't we on
0: the drive-on beach? No, we're at Towers Beach, so I don't uh, know if that's drive-on or not. I have no idea.
1: I think it's partially drive-on. I have no clue. I don't know, but yeah. If wins any activity, can hold the Dude. fish and catch it. Okay, all right, live, well, <laughs> live fish,
0: live fish, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta catch a good thing. Good thing some of us have iPhones and we can do it on uh, we can do that live the the live picture because that way yeah. the the fish is flopping around. Uh, so we went from a couple of weeks ago talking about having a Delaware eating pony to Now we're having a Delaware eating fish.
1: We gotta get a mascot. I think that's the that's the uh, overarching theme.
0: So are we just in the search of a Ooh. for a mascot? Mascot, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when we were still doing the recreational program in Dover. Somebody pulled, found the mascot suit of the CD of CDSA. Hold on, CDSA had a mascot. CDSA had a mascot, and it was some sort of a cat. Yeah, it must be pre pre. Uh, it was a. It's a. It's like a. It was like a. It's like a blue cat.
1: it's pre Dwayne Henry.
0: Because, it was a, uh, It was a blue cat. And yeah, we had we had some former former players running That's, around in the blue cat outfit. That
1: yeah, that you gotta go to the historians, Stan Simmons and Chad Reed for that one, because uh, yeah, I was not.
0: You didn't have to. You never saw the blue cat on the field.
1: I, I, I yeah, that never no yeah no.
0: <laughs> so I guess so. Yeah, so I guess so. Where we are, so Delaware Union is on the lookout for the uh, for a mascot. I guess. Uh, reach out. At the soccer podcast, de soccer podcast, if you'd like to submit a a, a a mascot for the for the club, there you go. We'll send it to the powers that be. Um, so far the contenders are the Delaware Union Pony uh, and the Delaware Indian Fish. <laughs> very broad, very broad, uh, very broad in that fish part of it. Um, just does any fish? Are we looking for like a shark, just just random fish? Dude, if I catch a shark, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm
1: just be honest. I'm not gonna do like that guy on like TikTok that like got his finger bit off. I don't know if you've seen that video. No, I'm not. This guy was like catching a fi- or fish, and everybody was hyping him up. And he's like, "Oh, I bit my finger!" And then all you see is just like blood everywhere. But like oh. not like that. But I will be hyped if I catch a shark. I, I mean, I'm hoping you don't. You have to stop beast training and like. We'll get a picture with the shark. <laughs> we'll be the Delaware Union sharks at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about how I feel about it. It's shark week, so I don't know. I like sharks. Sharks should just stay in the water and be, be in the zone. Um, all right. Rec registration is still open. Visit DelawareUnion.com uh, to, to register for rec. Discovery program registration is open as well. Again, visit our website, DelawareUnion.com to register. Uh, um
1: Philadelphia Union tickets for the yes. Atlanta United game on August 31st are still for sale. If I get nine people, nine, who will be on the field. I think 14 kids play 77 at halftime on the Subaru Park field. you just need to sell nine tickets. Nine tickets. ASAP. How much are the tickets? Thirty one dollars. Thirty one dollars. Against Atlanta United. Atlanta United. Hmm. Not bad. Not a bad, not a bad opponent.
0: Not a bad opponent. What time's the game? Uh, I think it's about seven o'clock, I would assume. It Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Wednesday, kickoff. Wednesday night, Wednesday night kickoff. Okay. All right. 7 Before o'clock. school starts, so the kids don't have to be in bed. I mean, yeah, it's true. Wednesday, August 30th.
1: Thirty-first. So it's a Thursday.
0: Oh, wait, no, sorry. Looking at the wrong year. I'm on the wrong year on the calendar. Cool, man. Uh, I've had this um Wednesday August 31st yeah seven o'clock all right yeah go so, uh where where should they where should they reach out you
1: should uh check their emails or
0: <laughs> well, what if they're not a part of Delaware Union? and they email
1: corner, dwayne.henry right? at delawareunion.com there you go and I will uh set you up
0: there you go get the hook up um all right cool I mean I'm excited I I you know let me let me talk to the powers that be in this house and see if we can uh, if we can go
1: Or you could talk to the powers that be on your soccer teams.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I mean that's your I mean you send the emails out for that. I'm just saying. There's
1: some teams up here that have filled it out. I don't see any on your team.
0: Okay. All right. None of my none of my players are going? All right. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for putting that on the world.
1: I mean, maybe.
0: Making me seem like a bad guy out here
1: uh maybe I don't I don't know some of these names all
0: right let me let me talk to let me talk to some people and see if we can uh if we can get you get you down to get get you down from nine to I'm just
1: saying I'm, I'm the sweep I'm'm I'm sweeping the sweepstakes by right now when probably. when
0: when are, when do you have to sell your tickets by
1: I mean all the way up to the game but always oh, we had we their scalping I'm I'm being proactive and I've been on this since like May. Yeah, you are.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: So, because I know this game's gonna sell out, like nobody's got anything to do on a Wednesday night at seven o'clock or early, yeah. early June. yeah,
0: everyone's gonna try to. But
1: go to- being proactive.
0: No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's let's hit, yeah. Let's uh hit up Dwayne. Get yourself some tickets to the Union game.
1: Don't hit me up and ask me where the tickets are. I don't do it. I just I'm just providing the
0: link. Oh, okay. All right. Um. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let me. Can you uh can you send me that link just so I have it at the top of my box? So hey, uh, Have you not
1: gotten emails?
0: I've gotten a lot of emails. Um, all right. Uh, <clears throat> so this week, uh, obviously, the U.S. Women's National Team um, played last week and they, they won. Uh, but every other cup wraps up this weekend. So we'll kind of go through. We'll kind of go through. We talked about it. It's been the summer of women's soccer as far as everybody's playing. Um, so there's a couple, there's two cups that we haven't really talked about. One of them was the women's African cup of nations. Um, and that, that finished last week. I actually caught part of the game. Uh, I watched, uh, the first couple of minutes of it. So Morocco and South Africa played, um, Morocco lost two to one. So South Africa won, um, and the top four teams actually make it to the, um, to the to the uh uh women's world cup. So those teams are Nigeria, Zambia, who we've talked about Zambia when they were playing in the women's world cup. Um and then Morocco and South Africa. So South Africa won. Um so congratulations to them. Uh then we move on to the OFC Women's Nations Cup. So um, that's the Oceania uh confederations cup there obviously new zealand not playing because they're posting the world cup um so they're out of that so the winner of this what samoa yeah uh not samoa so samoa samoa made it to the third place match and they're playing the solomon islands the final is Papua new guinea against fiji fiji water so, uh, to tomorrow three thirty in the morning. If, you, if you're getting up, you know, getting up and watching that game. Uh, actually, you can't because they don't they're not streaming it. I don't think.
1: I mean, There's no uh, way to watch anything.
0: Actually, yeah, you can watch it on Eleven Sports. There you go. That's the that's the streaming service we use for for UWs. Yeah. Up. <clears throat> yeah. So, so yeah, overall, pretty pretty cool, um, pretty cool stuff there. So the winner of that. Goes into the Women's World Cup pre-qualification tournament, so it's a really strange tournament. So the Women's World Cup pre-qualification tournament, or World Cup qualification inter-confederation playoffs—that's the original, the, the official title. So that's going to happen in February of 2023, and it'll feature 10 teams, and the team—the 10 teams are going to be divided into three groups. And if you're very good at math, you're going to realize that 10 does not divide into three evenly. No. So what they're going to do is bring in two new other teams. One of the teams is going to be New Zealand. And then they're going to invite another team. And those, those two teams will now New Zealand obviously won't be able to win their group or anything like that. So the top three. So the winners of each group will advance automatically into the World Cup. So the way that the, the teams break up are from um from the Asian Cup, it's the third place team, and then the playoffs runner up. So it's Chinese, Taipei, and Thailand. Um, the winner of Cameroon and Senegal from the uh African Cup of Nations, like they they had won a they had won already a playoff, so Cameroon and Senegal will go there. Uh the third place team of the um of group A in the women's championship of the CONCACAF which was Haiti and then Panama is the third place team of group B then the fifth place team of the Copa America the women's Copa America that's happening right now which is Chile the Copa America fourth place uh team which will be decided between Paraguay and Argentina tonight in the finals the final of the Copa America the women's Copa America will be Brazil and Colombia, so those top three teams make the make the World Cup. There sounds
1: like when I run tournaments.
0: <laughs> and then it'll be the uh, the Oceania again, the uh, uh, Federation's Cup. The winner of that will go straight into that playoff. So you win this cup, and you, there is no automatic birth into the World Cup, which is kind of interesting. And then the <laughs> lowest rank, yes, but
1: it literally sounds like me running a tournament. Yeah, in, and then it's okay. also
0: the lowest ranked winners of the uefa playoffs the lowest ranked winners of the uefa playoffs it's very interesting it's very convoluted uh yes yeah. i mean whoever whoever created the
1: tournament definitely understands the format i don't know that anybody else in the world understands the i format.
0: think we'll. i think we'll know in february when they play it we'll, I think know. we'll
1: know when the, everything's final
0: who the three final teams one. are and that's it
1: like the only the person running it understands yeah what's happening Yeah, 100%. I don't even know that the coaches understand what's (laughs) happening.
0: No, they're just showing up to play. (laughs) you are like, wait, we won, but the tournament's over? Right. Or or no, we lost, but we're playing another tournament now.
1: (laughs) Very strange. Very, very interesting. What happens if we tie? You're just automatically out. Yeah, you're
0: out. Can't tie. No tie.
1: Winning or losing.
0: And then uh, the women's Euros, that's closing up on Sunday as well.
1: Yeah, got the final. Uh, England, Germany.
0: England, Germany, yeah. So England with a super commanding uh victory in the semifinals against Sweden. And then Germany with a really, really uh tough win against France. So France once again out early on in the in the stages of a uh, international tournament. So England-Germany, who I mean ultimately the probably the two best teams in the entire Competition probably two of the strongest teams going into the competition in general. Um, so two of the favorites in England playing at home, you know, in the, in the final.
1: About time England finally won something. I'm gonna put my money on England.
0: Yeah, you're gonna go with England here.
1: I think it's about time they finally handled their
0: business. I mean, think it's probably a safe, safe bet there. Because um, we know the English men's team isn't gonna win <laughs> Um, it's probably a safe bet there that that England England could win. Um, it's a strong squad it's a really strong squad they play well um so so yeah ultimately kind of exciting there um all right i wanted to bring up this topic of discussion um before we move on to the player of the match uh so argentina so league game in argentina versus two teams right so this one team that was recently promoted from the second division can't play in their home in their home stadium because their home stadium is very small so they they play in another stadium that's kind of besides the point that just kind of sets the stage (laughs) so they're playing against a team that is already kind of working on the idea of uh, trying to get as many points as possible to fight off relegation okay so var uh sends off one of his one of their players this team that that's fighting rele- relegation the away team then um in a play of a counterattack that that starts from their own box from their own 18 they score a goal var finds that there was a foul inside the box on the other side of the field as the play started so they take away the goal, and call PK for the other team. Goalkeeper saves it. Oh, my gosh. Um, And then, well, at this point, the head coach had gotten thrown out. And then a questionable foul called at the top of the box for the other team, for the home team, leads to a goal. They lose 2-1. to Game's over. Players rush the referee. Per usual. Cops come out with like shields and stuff like that. Can that's a normal thing that happens in Argentina. Right shields. Players start to get into a fight with the cops. Two female officers and two male officers go down, like get hit with hands or something. Get hit
1: with their own shields.
0: Um four players and a coach end up getting detained and sent to the police station overnight. Mm-mm. Next morning, they get out. And they're back at training and potentially playing this weekend because the referee in the referee report, those four players and that coach were not part of any assault issues there with the referee. So, question is: <clears throat> does Does the Argentinian Football Association or the league do anything? Um, I mean, I think
1: you have to. I mean, I think you like, can't just be out here beating up cops and just being physical. Right. <laughs> you want to preserve the integrity of the league. Um, but I think that, I mean, the issue should be investigated. I mean, obviously, something happened. And if you say something happened and you don't do anything about it, then you're just opening the door for something else potentially worse to happen. So, I mean, I feel like you need to do something about it,
0: yeah, i mean my my point of view in this is that if it's if it's correct that the that these players and this coach like struck a cop in that moment, right? like we can we can say and and you've been on the sidelines with me, and I've gotten better, um but you you know, I've been upset with referees before, but ultimately, and you tell me this all the time, like nothing's gonna change, right? Like you're not changing the call. So to get to the point of being that, like, verbally and potentially physically abusive about it, like, to lead to that, I think that stretches the limits of of what's allowed and what's not allowed. Right. Like, I think there should be a pretty big suspension. Um, Because if any, in any other, in any other sort of, like, avenue, right, in any other profession, you'd be fired.
1: Absolutely for doing that. We definitely have a double standard when it comes to sports.
0: Right, we do, right? And it's and it's really it's disappointing because it doesn't I don't think it sets the right example for kids. No, it doesn't we,
1: we have it and that's why I don't know what the punish because <laughs> obviously I've never been to Argentina. Um so I don't know like the culture there from like being there per se. So I don't know like if LeBron James went and did that. Yeah, there'd be a huge uproar. I don't know in Argentina what it would look like because the most famous Argentinian I know
0: is me. Doesn't,
1: no, oh. doesn't live in Argentina. So like, if Messi wouldn't struck a cop. Hey, you know, know Messi? If, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Tell me if not request. <laughs> <and I did. laughs> <The VMA> request. <laughs> um. So I don't know like how they would react if like Messi did something crazy in Argentina. Like what what the response would be. So like I just don't know. I mean I think there should be something. Just don't know what it is.
0: So, all in all the in all the sports channels, all they talked about was the fact that the referee should have been suspended for how poorly he did. Everybody should just suspend everybody. Which again, like regardless of how good or bad the referee was, like it still doesn't excuse excuse you for for being physically and verbally abusive.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing as going to Chick fil A. Like if my fries are cold, and the manager says, "Oh well." I mean fries are just cold. Like, should she give me hot fries? Yes. Does she have to give me hot fries? No.
0: I mean, you can file a complaint with Chick Fil A in general. at That point, I, mean,
1: I can send a complaint to corporate and go up the chain of command, and I'll probably get a voucher.
0: Right, but, that but you get into maybe, a fight. You get into a fight with the Chick Fil A Chick-fil-A manager at the store. Probably doesn't help.
1: Yeah, the problem's not going to get solved right then. If they don't do anything right then and right there, the, prob- the problem's bigger than what it is.
0: Yeah. And I think that's part of it is this players being able to manage their emotions while they're happening, which but again, that that starts at an early age, right? That starts at those foundational years of development when we talk about frustration. That talks about, you know, it's not an excuse that you're you're fighting for relegation. That's, that's on not, you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not that's not like the referee's problem at that point, right? Like that's that um, is on
1: you, my friend. Yeah um and that's and and that's what we have to realize too like referees coaching players are all under the threshold of soccer referees are trained by referees and they're trained differently than coaches coaches are trained by coaches and they're trained differently than players like everybody there's three different like ways you can get trained throughout the game like just because you're a player doesn't mean you're a good referee. Just because you played and you won you know, two World Cups doesn't mean you can go referee the World Cup final and be successful at it. You still have to undergo that training and understand what it is to be a referee in order to be a successful referee. Does playing help? Yes. But you still have to go through that training process. Same thing with coaching. Like, you can play for 10 years but you still have to go learn how to be a coach. right? Granted in the U S if you play professional for X amount of years, you can bypass some of the certain, the simple steps and, and, you know, go to a higher license quicker, but you still have to undergo some sort of training in order to be successful.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: That's what people have to understand.
0: Yeah, no, no, I agree. No, you're right. Um, so yeah, so I, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep you updated once they once they figure out exactly in, in in very Argentinian fashion. It'll probably take three months to for them to figure it out. Their, the league will be done at that point, and then no players one, will be
1: leaving the country. Exactly. No one will serve. will we'll
0: serve a single suspension. So it'll be great. It'll be. Oh, I'm I'm not serving anything. <laughs> um. All right. So uh let's do.
1: So we got some breaking transfer news. Okay. Hot off the press. Your favorite player is on the move.
0: Uh, Ricky Pooch?
1: No, from the from the New England Revolution.
0: Josie Adler?
1: He's on the move.
0: Oh god, where's he on now? <laughs> USL? Not, and it's not a
1: transfer, it's a loan.
0: Who's he getting loaned out to? USL? No.
1: <laughs> Puebla.
0: In Mexico? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow,
1: I saw that on ESPN last night. I said I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait to tell Sebastian that Josie Altador is on the move. Like,
0: what? What's <laughs> the reason for them loaning him out?
1: In 19 matches this year, he has a grand total of one goal.
0: Yeah, you gotta do a little bit better, buddy.
1: I had a blast last week. When or what was it two weeks ago? two weeks No, last week the union played away yeah two weeks ago when new england was there and josie altador was on my side and i was having a good time booing (laughs) like it was just funny. i I just had a good time because it was just like come on josie
0: so puebla puebla plays tomorrow tomorrow night against san luis let's see uh i
1: don't know if he's gonna get there in time
0: no, no, he's not gonna get there. I mean, listen, Puebla's right now is fifth in the fifth in the league. It's only been five matches that have been played, but it's not bad. Um, yeah, what an interesting, what very interesting. Um, a,
1: yeah, okay. Bruce right. Arena getting rid of his boy, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No longer want. Yeah, no longer want the the guy there. Um, th- so I will say that they they do have Puebla has some decent. Some decent players, a couple Argentinians on the on the squad. Um couple a couple internationals um that have that have uh international caps for their countries outside of Mexico. Uh got a couple Paraguay players, got a Venezuelan in there. Not not a bad, not a bad uh not a bad squad to jump into. I mean, Do
1: I, jumping into it, or is he going to okay, be player? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's jumping onto the bench. Or Is he going to be player number four hundred and seventy six?
0: That'd be great if that was his number. That would be great.
1: It was actually funny watching. Um, it was Club America when they played. They played Barcelona, or Man City, Man City, Man City. It was funny watching them and they put the signboard up like number like two hundred and something just yeah. subbing in and they didn't have enough numbers for it.
0: No, no. You need two boards.
1: <laughs> like I think it was like green, and then they used one red number and then had to like <laughs> change it to the player that was coming off. That's like funny. it was funny.
0: Um, do you want to talk about transfer news about your favorite club? You made yeah, we got
1: an American there you go. Riches, coming in the day.
0: Crystal Palace picking up yeah. Chris Richards. Yes, sir. Premier League filling up with Americans, which is nice. A lot of United States players. We're taking over. Good, good for that. Um what did DJ
1: Khaled say. We the best? We taking over. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quote of the day.
0: <laughs> we taking over. <laughs> we
1: taking over.
0: Um, all right. That's yeah, um, good. Like like
1: throughout the entire premier league like it's going to be hard not to watch an american player play or be on the bench almost every weekend yeah like i don't know that i can name all the american players in the premier league right now no it used to be hey clint Dempsey, tim howard yeah and brad gazan <laughs> but now it's like a lot of people
0: a lot of people yeah that's true
1: so Junior dust might find his way there by the end of the transfer market
0: yeah, there it's rumored that he might be out. I don't think shabby likes him. No. That's a that's a, that's a shame. I mean, you see it with the transfers that they brought in, right? They brought in a lot of new players, so and a lot of midfielders too. So they're they definitely don't want him in there. They can't register they can't register all their players. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, player of the match. Um, I'm I'm giving out my player of the match to a team. So Wednesday night was the U.S., the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup semifinals. Okay. And the Sacramento Republic FC beat Sporting Kansas City. Oh, my gosh. In penalties. So now this is the third MLS team in a row that that Sacramento has beaten. Sacramento beat San Jose, and then they beat LA Galaxy, and now they just beat Sporting Kansas City and they are going to the finals of the Lamar Hunt or U.S. Open Cup in against Orlando City in September.
1: They could, they could almost win the whole thing. So Orlando yeah, City is not very strong. Yeah,
0: so there you
1: go. And Sacramento is coming to the MLS next year? for two years?
0: That I'm not sure about.
1: I know it got pushed back. Yeah. So...
0: Good. right now they're sitting probably mid table of the usl in their division uh but yeah yeah so congratulations to them i thought it was a cool i thought it was a cool uh cool story there they they have beat three mls teams on the final to to get there um so it'll be it'll be really cool i think the final is going to be in orlando yeah so the final will be in orlando um So, yeah, who's your player of the match? Player of
1: the match is going to go to a city. More specifically, a stadium. Allegiant. Is it Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas? We're hosting El Clasico. Albeit it started at like 10 o'clock at night and fell asleep for part of it. But, no, it was a great, like, I know El Clasico is always going to be El Clasico in Spain. yeah, And like, obviously it being in the United States is a marketing, getting a lot of people out, but they did a great job of putting that on and making it accessible to just people on this side of the hemisphere of the world and a great performance. Um, I mean, the gameplay was great. Like the players definitely performed, but just shout out to them for being able to host that and just like, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's
1: I mean, really mean good. think about it. A flight to Vegas is probably cheaper than a flight to Barcelona mm-hmm. or Real Madrid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's and true. Or if you're on that side of the country, you could just drive.
0: Yeah. You can't drive to Spain. <laughs> no, might be a little harder.
1: To do that. So, yeah, no, just shout out to them for, you know, that's awesome. And looking forward to seeing that more often. I know it's, again, you'll probably never see a La Liga match played in the U.S.
0: Now, but- I would prefer that the format stay like this instead of them trying to do that nonsense couple they tried to do a couple of years ago. That international champions, whatever it was. Oh, uh, where
1: you had to keep... Like, it's actually like a tournament. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, I think that, you know... You know, we talk about the Super League. Why not have the
0: Super League in America? The Summer League? The Summer Super League? Summer Super... Sum, super summer league.
1: I think you could... Uh, it'd be tough to pull off. Like, it'd be a lot of schedule readjustments. And, like, obviously flights... And
0: stuff. Well, I think next year is going to be a lot harder to pull off what they did this year because of the World Cup because you have to take a month off because of the World Cup now. So everything gets pushed back. So I think I think it'll be a lot tougher next year.
1: Instead of an international break, you got a Super League break. No. Super League break.
0: No, because then the then you lose the the idea of the friendlies, right? Like the idea of the subs and all that other stuff. Now you got five subs or whatever, like
1: there's too many subs.
0: Yeah, but that's the whole point. It's preseason. You don't want players to get hurt.
1: My goodness, dude. There's so many subs. Yeah. And then when neither team had Barcelona or Real Madrid had names on their back, you didn't know who was coming on the field. That's funny. It was like, who is left? <laughs> like, you're like squinting. Like, who is that?
0: Who is that? Is that Ricky Pooch?
1: No, we know it didn't recognize. Roberto as like blonde tips in his hair. Looks like oh. one of the Backstreet Boys
0: like, and <laughs> He was out for a while, so he's coming back. Forgot who he was. <laughs> he was out for a long time.
1: And then he was a right back when he got hurt. Now he's back in the
0: midfield. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. All right. Uh, on this day in soccer history, July 29th. Uh, and this is an interesting one, July 29th. 1959 so uh liverpool signs a non-league player by the name of roger hunt so at the time liverpool was playing in the second division and again it's not very common it's still not very common now it was not, not very common back then either for a for a um league club especially first division second division club the a non-league player so Roger Roger Hunt was currently at that time playing for Stockholm Stockton Heath uh, which then became Warrington Town Uh, but they signed him in 1959 so that season he came in and a month later well after he was signed scored his first goal and then he finished that season as the top goal scorer in 1959 1960 the 61 62 season 41 goals in 41 um league games, which to this day still remains a record. Uh-huh. Then in 61-62, um was the first of eight seasons in a row where he finished as Liverpool's top scorer. In total, in the years that he was at at Liverpool, uh he spent 10 years at Liverpool, uh 285 goals in 492 league and cup appearances. And then he still has this one record of 245 goals in 404 league appearances. And that's still a club record. I guess buckets. Cool part is that. So again, coming from the non-league. Um, so he won. So for, for Liverpool, uh, won two champ- league championships. Won a second division championship. FA Cup winner. And appeared in the 1966 England World Cup title. So he was in the England World Cup squad in 1966 when they won the World Cup. Pauler, Got so, buckets, buckets. Roger do- Hunt. Good job, Roger. Roger. This one goes out to you. Um, yeah, so it's, I, I think it's a really cool story. Coming in from the long league, non-league, Liverpool picks you up, and all of a sudden you become a legend. What did Drake say? Started from the bottom, now we're here.
1: <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs>
0: See? <laughs> Boom. Right, started from the bottom, now Roger. i <laughs> just is throwing here. quotes out there. Now Roger is here. Can we, uh, get,
1: can we get quotes
0: in the Middletown Village shed? <laughs> started from the bottom, now Roger's here.
1: No, now we're here. Oh, now Roger. That's where the that's where the trophy case goes. Okay. You know, started from the bottom. Now we're like, so it'd be cool if you took like
0: so started from the bottom was not the top, and then now we're here at the bottom, and then you put the trophies in there?
1: No, you take the take the U8 picture. It's like yeah. start from the bottom, now we're here, and you take the picture when they win the championship. That's cool. So then you always look back and say, Well, we started from the bottom, now we're here.
0: Yeah. Okay. There you go. Sure, (laughs) we'll add that to the search of the uh, Delorean mascot. Um, All right, fair play of the week. Uh, Who do you have? Fair
1: play of the week is going to go out to. Let's see. It's going to go out to. uh, Go to Luis. Luis. Luis Barrios. all right, for being respectful, giving me back my New Balance
0: soccer balls—that's good. Good job, gotta go, Luis. Oh man,
1: all right. Could have fought me on it. But <laughs> he was respectful about it. That's good.
0: Um, he got a ball. He got a ball back out of it. Good. Um No soccer balls. In it. <laughs> all right. Uh My fair play of the week goes out, and this is gonna be a little bit of a story. All right, so. Um, I'm not a big like TikTok person, but this was posted, uh, I think, on Orange Slices on Instagram, and I kind of like dug deeper into it because I thought it was really cool. So uh, there's this couple that has TikTok. Uh, it's Austin and Lexi Burke. Um, Corey's parents? No, I don't think so. Um, now Lexi's TikTok channel. She calls herself the Serial Tipper. Uh, she has 1.8 million followers on TikTok. So. They're from Nashville, so they're driving around Nashville, and they see in the in this corner, they see this kid selling lemonade. So they go up to the kid and goes, they go like, "Oh, like, you know, how come you're selling lemonade?" Well, I'm actually not from here. I'm from DC. I'm here in town with my dad, and I play soccer. Um, and uh, my team was invited to go play in a tournament in Portugal. But it's really expensive. So my dad has asked me to pay for half the trip. Like I, He, he told me I have to figure out because it's a lot of money. I have to figure out how to how to pay for half the trip. So his 13-year-old Nico Christensen is selling lemonade in the corner and the street in Nashville uh, while they're visiting their grandfather who just had a heart attack. That's why he was in Nashville selling lemonade. He made up his own sign. He made his own lemonade. He's selling lemonade for three bucks and water for one. So inspired by this, by the story of, of young Nico, uh, Lexi and uh her uh partner person, Austin, um say, All right, listen, Nico, are you gonna be here for the next three hours? And Nico says, Yes. All right, good. We're gonna go to the ATM and get some money, we'll come and buy some lemonade from you. Say okay. So they go on TikTok. They start a GoFundMe page. They go on TikTok and they say, "All right, listen, Nico's looking for. um, He's trying to go to a soccer camp. Like he's trying to go to a soccer tournament in Portugal. You know, can we help him out? Right? Can we help him out? So in thirty minutes, they raised eleven hundred dollars. Now." Which is really cool. So they go in in the video again. Look him up. Look it up. It's um look up Lexi Burke on TikTok. It's a really the t- the two videos are really cool. So they go and so they go and surprise Nico and they go. Listen, we'll we'll take a cup of lemonade. And he goes, it's three dollars and I have plenty of change. They go out and give him eleven hundred dollar eleven one, $1 hundred $1, dollar bills. And they're like, and he like the kid freaks out. Like he's like super excited. He's like, oh my god, like. This is going to help me. This is exactly how much my dad was looking for. Like it's it's like I'm I'm good. Like I can go to Portugal. I'm so excited. Well, they left the GoFundMe page up. In the past, uh, this was this happened literally like three days, two days ago. Like actually, I think yeah, two days ago, I think it happened. In two days, they have raised fourteen thousand dollars. Wow. So here's where to. the fair play, here's where the fair play for me comes in. So yes, fantastic what Lexi and Austin did for Nico, right? Well, here's the message, and I'm gonna read this because I think it's it's really, really cool. So here's the message from Nico's dad, Josh Christensen. All right. So this is the first message. This is coming from July 27th, so two days ago. This is Nico's dad. This is so wild. Thank you, Lexi and Austin. Nico's a great kid and an amazing soccer player. He works hard. We're so proud of him. Clearly, he, en- he earned this trip and more. For everyone donating, our family appreciates you. If we raise more than what we need for Nico's trip, we'll use it to help fund a chaperone for the trip and donate to a local soccer program in D.C. Thank you all again. So here's the update from Nico. All right? So dad writes again, wow, we're truly in awe of your generosity. This means so much to our family and we want to pay it forward. Nico fell in love with soccer at his elementary school, Bancroft, at a public school here in D.C. Nico has asked that any funds over the amount for the trip go to, the, to go to Bancroft and help all future soccer players who go there. Thank you all again.
1: It's the D.C. way.
0: How great is that story?
1: It is. Now, here's the thing I like.
0: And then he also posted a picture of Nico playing soccer in elementary school, which is pretty funny. Here's the thing I like, and yeah. this is this is like one of
1: the things. Like, if you go to DC, and you see people on the side of the room. They are not just saying, "Hey, let me ask for some money," right? They're out here hustling. Like, they understand, like, hey, things might not go the right way. Or, like, they hustle. Like, they're like, like, yeah, we got Krispy Kreme donuts. We've got flowers. We've got something. So, I'm like, that's great that he actually, like, he could have just made a sign and said, I'm trying to go play soccer. Yeah. Like, he, like, had a business mindset
0: to do something in a different city that he doesn't live in. In a different city. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, his dad's visiting his grandfather at the hospital, and he's out in there in the corner in, like, the heat like three o'clock in the afternoon selling lemonade. There you go. So uh yeah so my favorite play of the week goes out to to Nico and his uh and his family like what a great story and what a what a great thought from Nico to then donate it to where he started. Shout out to TikTok. Shout out to TikTok what what finally the good in social media no because if I if it wasn't for
1: TikTok I wouldn't be recording podcasts on my MacBook right now. That's true. Your I fair
0: play of the week time. should go out to TikTok.
1: My fair play of the week should have went on to TikTok.
0: Yeah. We're gonna scratch that from Luis and give it to TikTok. Cause yeah. Some um dumb
1: hack started yeah. on the MacBook that I thought. But, but then I it, didn't take it to the Apple store though. <laughs> Good thing I held off on that.
0: That's true. Um, but yeah, like what a what a great what a, what a great uh what a great story. Um And and honestly, a really kind of cool and fun, uh, heartwarming way to end the podcast today. Uh, Would you agree, Dwayne? Yes, absolutely. We'll we'll conclude that as the end of the podcast. There you go. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.